Have you ever heard of a tiny house? I have, and I've gotten to go to their festivals. And guess what I did for you guys today? I'm bringing tiny house to you. Lindsay, the tiny home lady, is getting ready to come on. And I got to tell you, she is so impressive. Um, Lindsay Wood, the tiny home lady, is on a mission to develop 100,000 attainable, sustainable tiny homes across the U.S. As a real estate investor and with an MBA, green MBA, in fact, Lindsay believes attainable, sustainable tiny homes are a solution for the housing and climate crisis. Lindsay is a creator of Go Tiny Academy, guiding buyers, investors, and on the path to Go Tiny. She offers Go Tiny VIP tours at the tiny home events so people can get answers to their tiny home questions. Her Go Tiny Showcase connects innovative companies and builders and buyers looking to get the real products, the best products and services in the industry. Lindsay has been featured live on Fox TV. She's been on CBS. She's been all over the media, including articles on Business Insider, Mercury News, East Bay Times, Tiny House Lifestyle Podcast, and Press Democrat, amongst others, including our show today. Welcome, Lindsay Wood. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started the show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, guys. I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Range, your host of Grateful Heart TV. And today's guest is super special. And I say she's super special because, you know, she is. But I met Lindsay, the tiny home lady, when I went to San Diego. And she taught Lindsay. And she taught me, along with a whole bunch of other people in her VIP class, all things tiny. And I thought it was so cool that here we are today doing an episode because I met her in California, but since then she's moved to Arizona where I'm sitting right now. Lindsay, welcome to our show. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I love this energy. I love your show. I've actually watched a number of episodes. It's great information and energy that you provide. Oh, thank you. Well, I think the two of us together, we had a great time. You know, not only did I get to meet you in person in San Diego in the rain, and I got to meet Contractor Dave. If he's not joining us today, we got to at least talk about Contractor Dave. And then I came up to Prescott with my colleague, Brandy, who lives up by you, you know, just to learn and see and know about what you're doing up in Prescott, Arizona. So I'd like to start the show today just promoting your current project. I know you're in between two tiny festivals and these tiny festivals are so much fun. So I want you to talk about that too and then we'll talk all things Lindsay. But first off, you're sitting in Prescott, Arizona. I got to tour, so please talk all about Prescott. So with Prescott, Arizona, it was really a collaboration of what I've been doing with United Tiny Homes because they're dear friends of mine. I know a lot of builders around the country, part of my whole background of of evolving towards the tiny home lady. And really Prescott, Arizona was an opportunity to combine the Whistle Stop RV Park and tiny home community with a builder, United Tiny Homes. But they were also looking for someone that actually knew their knew a lot of information about tiny homes that could take people through the tours of the homes. We have like seven homes there to be looked at as well as our personal tiny home. 
And so it's really that awesome blend of developer who's developed a property, builder who's building the tiny homes, and people that want to live tiny. The people want to live tiny. There is such a movement for it. And it's not just because our interest rates have doubled and prices have doubled. It's because they want to live without the waste too. So I know you have a fantastic story of how you got into tiny homes. Um, and you know, I gotta share, I, the video's not there. Fry, my producer, I'm sure we'll play it during commercial break because I got to go see, and we actually toured a really cool one that I thought would be neat for Northern Arizona because they range from modern to rustic and everything in between. And then I actually had brought with me, I don't know um, if you remember giving me these flyers of all your floor plans. I was so impressed with how many layouts you guys offer and how many options you guys offer. So somebody who's watching the show and they want to learn more about tiny homes, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna get take everybody to your website because I know you have so much stuff on your website, but you're in between two Tiny Fest. I learned a lot at the Tiny Fest I went to in San Diego with my friend Jonas. What could somebody expect to learn if they go and see you this upcoming weekend at your Tiny Fest and where is it? Yes, yeah, so we just finished Colorado Tiny House Festival. They're in Brighton, Colorado, a wonderful two day event. And now we have the next one, it's called People's Tiny House Festival. They're different organizations and that's gonna be in Loveland July 1st and 2nd and what's unique about Colorado is they're about to pass the very first I would say statewide very aggressive tiny friendly law uh, what many people don't know about tiny homes I always like to tell them a tiny home is a marketing term a tiny home could be a van a tiny home could be the home behind me could be a, a tent. tiny home could be a school bus right wherever you consider your home tiny that could be a tiny home but what we really want to talk about is building standards, that which is how the home is built. And then zoning laws is how what's allowed and what's not allowed on the land. In the case of people coming to these events, what they're really seeing is a lot of home builders that are bringing units that are built to an RV building standard, which is awesome. However, the zoning laws have not caught up with how awesome these tiny homes are. And so where to place them is always a big issue. Where do I place them? So oftentimes what I will do is do a VIP tour, which we're running also this weekend. Oh, very we cool. I highly recommend it. You people. are so informative. I loved your tour. It's so anybody listening, go to the tour this weekend if you're interested in learning more from Lindsay. But keep going, Lindsay. Sorry. If you're a go-getter and you're like, I'm really clear I want to do this, then going inside the VIP tour is great because you're going to get to know a little bit more about building standards, zoning laws, we're going to connect you with resources and everybody that does a tour gets a 15 minute post VIP tour follow-up call with me because it's a lot of information. It's I saw ton. this, I saw that. Where do I go with all of it? What's my next step? That's what I do. I help people do that. And you know what? I think this is a perfect time for you to tell how come you are doing what you're doing because you at one time knew nothing about tiny homes. And then what happened to you, Lindsay? <laughs> so I'll go way back and then we'll zip on to the current day because there is a really cool, sweet, special story. Uh, 2003, I'm dressed up as a sunflower. I call myself Betty Bidey Soul. I'm in a whole different industry all those years ago. I meet the godfather of tiny homes. The reason why we have tiny homes. We have a godfather? There's a godfather. Yes, there's a godfather. His name is Jay Schaefer. He showed me his designs in 2003 for these cute little tiny homes 
clearly they've grown up much bigger than them. Mm-hmm. But early days, they started small because Jay lived in an RV in the winter in Iowa. And what was that going on horrible. in an RV? Thin walls, a lot of heating constantly, just 24-7, and it couldn't keep up. Mm-hmm. A lot of compensation problems, all that stuff. So that's when he decided, you know, what if I could do a regular residential wall, but have it on wheels? Voila, the birth of the home, the movement. And so now, essentially you guys are built... Now, just to remind me or explain to people who are watching, these tiny homes are literally built on a trailer, right? So when they yes. show up, they do have wheels on them, but you can take them off too. Actually, so here's the thing about what I'd call the small home movement, because the word tiny home has kind of gotten a little bit confusing. But what we're really talking about is smaller than your realtor, you know, 2,500 square feet is probably more the average square foot. That's what we've heard. Yeah. out there as someone may be buying a three two three bedroom two bath um in the good old days of the 1940s and 50s a family of four would live in about a thousand square feet that's why you'll still find smaller homes out right. there that might have been built 40s 50s and 60s but if you're going to look for homes that are built in the 70s 80s 90s and on you're going to find much bigger square footage some people that have chosen this this direction they either have already lived in the big home and they don't want the maintenance they don't want the cost of the utilities they want to simplify their life they have different priorities maybe they want to put someone and their family in the backyard and turn that grass into cash or right i love that grass into what? cash the it, you're talking about the granny flat most likely is what you're referring right. to and i love it and you might not charge granny right you might say hey granny yeah. i love you so much but i want you to have your own home the multi-generational housing is so one of those directions that so many people are looking at. For yeah. us, my husband and I really wanted home ownership. We didn't have any kids, but we wanted to travel. Well, we were in Marin County looking around going, everything's a million dollars. Yeah. We didn't really want to, we didn't have the capital to dive in. I mean, if you think about it, 20% down is $200,000 on a totally. million dollar home. Mm-hmm. We didn't even have the $200,000. What's funny is that we actually had family money was buy our tiny home to the tune of a hundred thousand dollars so half of what a normal home down payment was we got our family support to do that okay so so you have a hundred thousand dollar tiny home on wheels yep and i got to be in it so i saw it it's up in prescott right now in your rv park now yep help me understand and i i've been there but for somebody who's listening you know, they may not want to live in an RV park. Is this the only place you can put your tiny homes? Or why did you guys choose an RV park? We chose it because the opportunity came our way. I've been involved in wonderful opportunities for the last six years. Our home has moved mostly every six months. COVID was a little bit different, uh, but we move it about six months to a year every so often. We find different places to put it where we live. So right before that, it was parked in San Diego in the backyard of a home in Escondido. Mm-hmm. Beautiful location, gorgeous views, more as like an accessory dwelling unit. But unfortunately it was on wheels, so it's in Escondido, they haven't allowed those yet. So we'd call um. that under the radar. <laughs> We're not so UTR, under the radar. So basically I thought when I met you, I thought San Diego had like the most friendly laws out there. Are you telling me that Colorado's now bringing that are even more friendly? Because I thought in San Diego, you should have no issue with an ADU or a tiny house. 
Well, there's the there's the interesting rub as to the building standard and the zoning law. Because the building mm. standard, there's four types of tiny homes. And there's different there's, municipalities that jurisdiction. There's that zero jurisdiction. type, which is the movable tiny home that we kind of see right behind me. Mm -hmm. We see it, we think tiny home, this is great. Then there's the one that is, but it's not a standard yet. Then there's the NFPA, which is an RV. Think your pop-up trailer, yep. your motor coach. It could be a million dollars. It could be, you know, a thousand bucks. Yeah, but it's, it's considered personal property. NFPA. It's not affixed to anything. Right. Exactly. The other little evolution of the NFPA or RV is an RV park model. That is the park that we're in, in Prescott Valley. They allow RV park models. Well, RV park models can go as wide as like 12 and a half feet in California. They can go up to 400 square feet total. So the one that we sat in and had lunch, that yeah. yummy lunch. Brandy, made, yes. We yes. ended up were 11 and a half wide, 34 long. That totals the 400 square feet. So wait a minute, that one was 11 and a half wide. Did anything pull out or how did you drive it on the road? So you get a wide load permit. Oh, that's yep. right. Okay, yep. you did tell me that at the time. I remember now because it was, and actually we, I'm gonna show people who are watching the photos from that. There we are in said um, our no, tiny home, it's not an RV. And there's yes. your husband who was kind enough to treat us to a wonderful lunch that day. And I think we were your first lunch in that tiny home since you guys had yes. arrived. And it was fabulous. And I know you have a lot of wonderful plans for that community up there. And you were talking to me about some of your ideas. Are there any ideas you can share with us today to get people excited to come and see you, Lindsay? Yeah, it's wide open. It is so, because it's brand new, right? Anything that starts out brand new, we need more people to come to it. So please get a hold of me if you want to come to Prescott Valley, live in the beautiful area where it's actually cool at night. A lot of people it don't know cool that the night. is all hot, but it actually is cool at night. Yes, it gets up to about 80 degrees in the summer. And then in the winter, um, we do have some options where if people don't want to stay in the winter. You might be able to rent out the home for other people to live in. Uh, there's a big air, big demand for housing up there. Oh gosh! So really, we need housing really everywhere, Lindsay. Numbers. Sorry. I said we need housing everywhere, Lindsay. We don't have enough roofs for all the heads in this country. So this is where yes. you guys come in and solve that problem. I love the idea of ADU. So I want to keep talking that direction because you solve the granny flat issue where maybe somebody's sitting in a wonderful interest rate of 3%, but grandma came to live with them and they don't have any place for, they don't want to sell their house because they can't afford to buy a new one. But if they have room to put down one of these houses in the backyard, would you say that, what was that saying? Turn your grass into cash? If, well, obviously yeah. granny, we don't want to charge her, but you know, that's also an opportunity if you live somewhere where you can Airbnb or VRBO yeah. and, and I know you know all things laws, zoning. You had to learn the hard way. So you actually started on your story and didn't finish it. Do you want to keep going? Yeah. So we, back in 2017, realizing we wanted home ownership and the ability to travel, sustainability, simplicity, we found a builder. They were out of Utah. Halfway through our build, they went out of business in the middle of our build. So we went from So they had all $100,000? Sorry? Did they have all of your $100,000? No, they didn't. That's a really important thing for if you're going to get a home built and it's going to be built from scratch, you want to give only a certain part of your money because that's pretty natural. Even in construction loans, in real estate, you're going to do a progress payments along the we way. call them draws. Then when the home is done, you get the home and you pay off the rest of it. So we had $30,000 left. 
But what they didn't pay for was the eight months of our full time building the home that it took us to finish it. Because we weren't builders. We got family. We got, mm-hmm. you know, we hired the off-grid solar contractor, the plumber, all the people that we needed the right trades for. Then we ended up finishing our home. With whoa, them. whoa, whoa, whoa. Time out. Off-grid solar contractor? There's such a thing? So, okay, you went yeah. from knowing nothing tiny home to, oh, these are cool. And then your builder halfway through goes out of business. How did you even, if you went out of business, how did you even get it back? What you, like, did it show up in pieces? Like, what did you find? <laughs> It was a shell. So what they did, they said, we have the trailer, we have the shell bit, the frame was all built, so the roof was on, some of the siding was on, every window except for one was in. So that one was had a big a big plywood over it. So, and then you walked inside, all the walls were in, but no kitchen, the floor was still bare. There were still the studs in the, in the, in the bathroom where all of our solar went through and their solar that they, they were gonna install was gonna do it totally wrong in the wiring system using Romex instead of PV cables, doing no metal conduit around those. That is like fire in a wire going through a wood frame. So we fixed that with a solar contractor that knew how to install off-grid. If you're not, if you're on wheels, you're going to have a home that's disconnected from the grid. Oh, that makes we sense. I never thought about that before. Travel. Okay. So you have to be able to unplug and plug back in wherever you go, essentially, right? We had the hybrid system. So if we plugged in, it would go on the grid. And now there's even better hybrid system than even ours that everything feeds the battery. So if there's sun out, the battery will be fed. If there's not sun, the grid will be fed. So the batteries are always charging, the, you know, powering the home, but which source it's coming from will depend on what's going on in the net, in the natural environment. That is really cool. And you know, you didn't just stumble on all of this. This is, we're talking 20 years ago where the internet was not what it is today. So, okay, again, you get your shell, it's on a trailer. You're like, crap, I have to, I have to figure out how to finish this thing. Luckily you had some money still. So that's a good thing. $30,000, yep. And then you had to finish it out yourself. It took you eight months and you had quite a story to tell because I know I got to hear that story when I was in San Diego with you. And you know, it really did sound like, excuse my French, a shit show. Cause you had to figure out everything, everything. And now that you did, you are like the expert. When it comes to tiny houses, I've done a Google search. You are the person who shows up when it comes to tiny house. Your face is the tiny house face, which yes. is really, and really this- cool. Go Tiny Academy is what was born out of all of that. The tiny home lady and her Go Tiny Academy. I love it. I love it. I love it. And you know what? I'm going to go to your website and show everybody where to go right after we take this quick commercial break. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years. Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, we know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. All right, guys, we're back from commercial break. And I was just on your website, Lindsay, checking out the prices. And I'd love to hear from you and explain to me what people might expect to get between course number one, course number two, and course number three that apparently range from 197 on up to 997. Yeah, so the Go Tiny Academy has a two-year access and six training modules, and then also an individual membership that you get into the Tiny Home Industry Association, mm -hmm. and then the 30-minute call, and that is the course for 197 to really help people starting out, they're just wondering how they get into this, then the next one is the land plan. Then from there, you get all the above or all that I just mentioned. Plus, you get three hours with me and you get access to contractor day. Okay, so Comparable instead of a half hour, they get three hours. And contractor yep. Dave, he's worth 500 bucks easy alone. Just, right? I, I'll tell you what, I actually have a girlfriend in California and I need to get her with contractor Dave, probably you too, because she wants to put an ADU in her backyard. She'd probably be perfectly yep. happy with one of the Go Tiny homes too, but she doesn't know what she's even allowed to have in her backyard. And that's really why it's imperative before yep. you spend a penny to find out zoning and what was it? Zoning and the building standards. So building standards. Really, that report will take their APN number. They'll meet with me. They'll tell me what their goals are. I'll get that information over to Dave. He does the report. And then you come back to me and go, okay, looks like your property allows you to have the ANSI. Or, oh, it looks like you have IRC or HUD. These are all like acronyms and some of it so can the be irc and hud we absolutely have to talk about that before we get off because i know while we're telling people to come and learn from you at your school we got to at least tell them enough to know the difference and from what i remember from yeah. the vip tour wasn't there four different types of like small homes right adus yep. for financing purposes because at the end of the day unless you got a bunch of cash and you guys had a hundred lucky for you at the time 20 years ago that you were able to scrounge that up right but 
Financing's no joke a big deal of this whole equation. I've done a lot of research, I'm in real estate, and if you don't have somebody willing to finance, half the time your deal's gonna be dead, if not more often than that. So, I think those four different categories play into financing. Can you share with us why and how? Yes, I can. And the opportunity is to really understand building standards is so that it can work with the zoning laws. So we'll start at the top. Really, I have four that are legit. But the fifth one, think tiny home is a marketing term. So it's not a building standard yet, but they typically have been building up to 400 square feet, stays on the wheels, but it's not a standard yet. So then we move over to NFPA, which is National Fire Protection Agency or Association, can't remember which. And what it is, think your RV, your pop-up trailer, motor coach. Those are RV, recreational vehicle, temporary living. That's what it's known for. Then we get a little bigger, and this is where our industry really starts to say, okay, we'll build to that building standard because it exists. It's not a new standard that we have to develop. A new standard development takes years, and we're actually really close. We're looking at somewhere into next year, our industry having our own standard, but it's not there yet. So Hmm. RV park model, also known as ANSI A119.5, is the one that everyone's building to, but temporary living again. That's the part that makes a lot of jurisdictions or municipalities say, no, our zoning or what's allowed and not allowed does not allow you to live in an RV full time, mm. even though these adorable tiny homes are not RVs. Right. They look nothing like them. Makes except no sense. For the wheels. Makes no sense. So, so that's why. Cali- is the- Sorry. No, I was just going to say that's why California has those laws that they have to make it easier for people to put in ADUs or live in tiny homes. And it sounds like Colorado's about to do the same thing. Um, and so I, I know when I talk to people, affordable housing is such a legitimate issue. I mean, you know, we used to be able to rent a house for 1500 and you can barely rent an apartment for that these days, right? If you're lucky, yes. and then maybe they're not even in the greatest areas. So going back to the financing, I lost a lot of clients who during COVID got priced out of the market because they were getting FHA financing. You just yep. mentioned the word HUD to me. So that tells me probably one of these pretty houses that you guys will build can probably get an FHA loan. Is that what, yes. what I'm hearing? The home behind me right now in this virtual done by California Tiny House is actually currently an ANSI built, but it was designed with two doors, enough square footage to meet the HUD standard of 150 square feet of a livable space, which can include a kitchen, about, I think it's 70 minimum square feet for a two person in a bedroom. All of that under 320 square feet or more qualifies for HUD. The factory also has to get certified and so on and so forth. But HUDs, that's a big like deal. That's three and a half percent down. That's and it yeah. can be a gift. And you can have bad credit. Like that is a big deal. And I remember yeah. when I was up there with you, you had some plans that I feel like got your payment down around that same number that is a unicorn today. Um what yes. so your smaller park models that you have, which is probably what, three hundred feet or so. What's your payments like on something like that? We figured out with the RV park. Now, if you're thinking of just the home, uh, you know, there was one home that was there that was 65000 That wasn't an ongoing model we were going with. But we were um, having the other homes starting at like 
110,000 mm-hmm. up to 150. We do homes up to 250,000. Like right. it just depends on the materials that you want inside the home. Mm-hmm. The loft is not in, is not included on the square footage on the bottom. So if you put in a loft that's like 10 square feet and you have 400, now you have 410 square feet. Yeah. Right? So the opportunities we looked at somewhere in the $1,700 to about $2,300 based on the model that you chose. For a brand but, new home with a kitchen, bathroom, you know, everything you would need. And what's even better is it can be a fixed, but then you can move it. I love that the fact that you can move it. Now I'm guessing for HUD, they're probably going to want you to own the land and affix it to the property. That would probably be the difference between where you yes. guys get to like yep. drive your home around because you're currently on wheels. So is it fair to say if it can drive, odds are you probably need cash, but if you can affix it, odds are you can probably get financing nope. or is that not a you fair can statement? Financing. Uh, there's financing, some financing packages for, for ANSI build homes. Oh, what you're talking about. See what we have here is a whole disruption going on. It really is. We're Cause it's not like we've seen before. Yeah. No. And it's hard to explain it. I get to be the one, lucky one to explain it all. I'm like, okay. And it's taken me like other people that l- were before me to explain it to me. So I, I br- I'm so grateful for all my mentors out there. They know who they are. Um, really, it's about taking a look at small homes, whether they're on wheels or they're, you know, come on, arrive on wheels and then place on foundation. We're talking about the revolution of building offsite. Yeah. Building in factories. Yeah. That is the biggest game changer of how we're going to be able to build ourselves out of this. I agree. To be able to build like thousands of these. Now, we've also had the manufacturing homes that have already been around being built in factories. So what's the difference? Like, what's the diff? What is the difference? Because, you know, some people are like, ooh, manufactured home, mobile home. I'll never live in one of those. But these are cute and these are hip and these are cool. So what is truly the difference between like your typical manufactured home you see just, you know, out in the sticks somewhere versus what you guys are doing? The chassis, drywall, not we don't use drywall in tiny homes. There's only one builder I know that does it. And he does a lot of work to make sure there's no cracks or seams. Uh, the other one is really the metal siding. Look at the metal siding on the roof or the type of cedar, beautiful. You know, you get to yeah. play with these. You get to play more with design and creativity. If you want modern craftsmen, our whole industry is custom. Well, I love how beautiful they are, comparatively speaking, to some of the you know traditional park models that you've seen in years past. You know, the ones like I actually oh, yeah. have a property in northern Arizona. I was looking at listing this weekend, and the mobile home's 25 years old, Lindsay. And literally, the the property value is in the land. That mobile no longer has any value because it was from like the 80s and 90s. I mean, I said 25 years, I think it was actually older. So, and the seller just assume haul it off, then, you know, fix it up. Um, And so personally, when I look at what I saw and and I'm glad everybody was able to watch the video from the tour that I did up there, I hope it'll encourage more people to come up and visit with you in person. Um, I felt like, and I walk a lot of mobile homes. And so I say this where I felt like I was walking on something solid when I was in having lunch with you and your husband with Brandy. Yes. It felt solid. Yes. It didn't feel like my foot could go through it if I jumped through the floorboard. You know what I mean? Like some of those old mobile homes, that's what it feels like. Even if they are affixed to the ground the proper way and have the HUD financing, they still don't feel solid. 
you know, and, and when yeah. you're talking about your dwelling, your abode, you want to feel safe in your castle. But when it feels flimsy, I can see why people don't, you know, appreciate them or take good care of them so that they do last more than, say, 20 or 30 years. Um, now, you know, you've been in your... Actually, HUD was born out of the fact that the world in the 76 or, or older, mobile home was the term. Yeah. Well, they were not built well. They were built fast, but they weren't built well. No. So then that created on um, the actually the need for creating a quality housing department called housing urban development in our federal, you know. Thank you for the history lesson, now. Lindsay. Yep. I mean, it makes sense though because uh, honestly, up until FHA came along, people had to put twenty percent down. No ifs, ands, or buts. Before we had the government yep. housing administration and the and the help from our government, that's what people were looking at, and that's actually a misnomer today. That some people think they still need twenty percent to buy a home, but it's really cool to hear they can come in and get one of your tiny homes, and get HUD approval so that they can get an FHA loan, have their down payment gifted to them of only three and a half percent. I mean, it's a no-brainer. If you're trying to get into a house and maybe you just got priced out of the market down here in the Valley or anywhere else for a traditional stick-built house, this is a wonderful, wonderful alternative that keeps it affordable. It's yours. It's quality. It feels solid. And I absolutely love them. So before I let you go, my tiny home lady, my cute little tiny home lady, again, thank you for the fabulous meal. Tell your husband we said hello. Brandy and I would love to come back and eat again. Oh my gosh, you've gotten so much media attention from this. It's so cool. I just want to remind people, really, it seems like the best place to go is just tinyhomelady.com. Is there any other yeah. better way to get a hold of you, Lindsay, or anything else you want to share with anybody? Maybe have them go to your Instagram, have them go to your Facebook. I, you're active on TikTok. And thanks to you, I learned about that cool little app where I can have the split video. Um, you are like so on social. I love it. I'm impressed. I am super in awe of everything you've accomplished in your 20 years since you've gotten into this world of the tiny homes. Yeah, you're showing me right now your We're double screen. Where we so really cool. are, right? Uh, We're really in the car, but look at the split screens she's talking about, mixed cam. It's so cool. Good for realtors. It's so cool. You've done a great job promoting your tiny homes. I wish you nothing but a huge success in what you're doing. If they want to come Thank see you, you this weekend, it's Lovekin or Lovelace. Where where, where are you? It's People, People's Tiny House Festival. People's Tiny House Loveland, Festival. Colorado. Okay. Yeah, and they can find me on Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Facebook at Tiny Home Lady. At Tiny Home Lady. That's her handle everywhere you'll find her. So, Tiny Home Lady, please tell Dave I said hello. I will probably be hitting him up directly myself for a couple of projects coming up in the near future. So, shout out to you for helping people learn about their options because it's really education. Honestly, at the end of the yes. day, you know, somebody might get educated and decide this isn't for them, but how do you know unless you look into it? If you're struggling trying to find an affordable home to live in, Give Lindsay a call because these tiny homes can go anywhere in the entire country, right? Yes, they can. If the one's on wheels and if they have a situation where they needed, you know, their standard or their zoning law needs something different, we've got builders that are moving in the direction of building to IRC and HUD, opening up this whole new opportunity of small homes.
Well, Lindsay, that's me and you need to talk some more, girl, because you know I'm working on that and we need to do some collaborating with us realtors too. So, hey, those of you guys watching, listening, stay tuned because I guarantee you I'm going to have Lindsay back and I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you have any questions for her, check her out at thetinyhomelady.com and she's a plethora of information and I wish you so much luck this weekend. Are you going to be wearing your fancy red hat running around the festival so people can find you easy? I might. I might be, but I have a new white hat, too, for summer, right? Oh, there you one go. One for winter, one for summer. Awesome. Well, if you're making it to the festival this weekend, look for Lindsay in her white hat. She'll be running around showing everybody everything she knows, and I love it so much. Have a great time this weekend. Take care. Thank you again for Thank coming you. on, Lindsay. Oh, my gosh. She has so much energy. She is so much fun. I love Lindsay, the tiny home lady, and I hope you did, too. If you or anybody you know needs her help, she's super cool, and I'm sure she'll be happy to help. Just hop on her website and check her out. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv, for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day Cause I love my occupation Hey, hey, hey I'm on vacation every single day Every, every single day